Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is Friday Follies, and I am your host, Sergio Fassa. Friday Follies is insane items in the news from the wacko left. And I got to tell you, we are loaded today. I don't know if we're going to get it all in. I'm going to go as fast as possible. I'm going to read quick and try and be clear, but we're loaded with stuff. And every article, you almost have to read the whole article and I know sometimes it's hard to listen to reading over the over the podcast, but the, the, read the whole article to hear the abject stupidity and absurdity in what the left is doing and thinking. It also betrays they're, they're so transparent. They don't even hide their agenda anymore. Listen to this. The post-millennial Minnesota medical students vow to uphold indigenous medicine, which is basically you know, like pagan shaman mumbo-jumbo medicine and fight, quote, gender binary and colonialism. What does colonialism have to do with medicine? And how are you going to be a medical student if you're committed to, you're vowing to fight two sexes, male and female? You can't practice medicine if you don't know what you're operating on. This is what we're producing in our medical schools. It's absolutely stunning. Now, you know how, what, what this is, is you know how uh, medical students, they take the Hippocratic Oath when they're graduating. You know, I vow to do no harm, to uphold the health and welfare, I'm, 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 I'm uh, paraphrasing, of my patients. They, well, this is the new Hippocratic Oath. Um, the class of 2026 committed recognizing, quote, inequalities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary, ableism, which is racism or prejudice against able, against disabled people, and all forms of oppression. So they're committed to fighting all of that in medicine. What does that have to do with medicine? And by the way, it's funny that the left is promoting is denouncing, let me get this right, it's hard to navigate their absurd words, but they're denouncing ableism, which is discrimination against disabled people in favor of able-bodied people, and yet they're the ones who promote abortion for the express purpose of aborting babies who have birth defects. So they want to lower the number of humans that are disabled by killing them in the womb. They don't even understand the, the hypocrisy and the moral deficiency of their positions. Incoming students of the University of Minnesota Medical School recited an unusual pledge this year. Instead of the traditional, quote, first do no harm, the class of 2026 committed to, quote, uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded with the healthcare system. What? According to campus reform, the oath was written by the Oath Writing Committee, which was made up of 15 students, It is a common practice at medical schools in the United States to build upon the intent of the Hippocratic Oath to promote humility, integrity, and beneficence. Media relations manager said each year at the University of Medical School, University of Minnesota Medical School, 
the incoming students work with faculty to write an oath that reflects core elements values. So they worked the students to create a Marxist, a new Marxist Hippocratic oath. After committing to, quote, promoting a culture of anti-racism, that's what you're supposed to do when you're a doctor. They were required to, quote, pledge to honor all indigenous ways of healing that have been historically marginalized by Western medicine. So you have a new class of doctors taking an oath to not use science and use, like, I don't know, voodoo dolls and goat blood and goat milk and uh, smoking, uh, s- smoking peace pipes as a means of curing, I don't know, cancer and heart disease. Robert Englander, the speaker at the swearing-in ceremony, is a graduate of Yale Medical School, Johns Hopkins, residency at Children's National Medical Center, fellow at Harvard, impeccable credentials, and he's suggesting, quote, that shamanism and Western science are equally valid medical practices. This is unbelievable. The program for the event shows that Anna Nunez, oh, Anna Nunez, Vice Dean for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, which is pro-trans rights, um, closed the ceremony. And what's her field of study? She specializes in gender medicine. What the, what the heck is that? What is gender medicine? As I said, you read the whole article, it gets more and more absurd. It's past time for reasonable doctors to stand up and denounce this poison Western medical science and shaman, shamanic healing are not equally valid cancer treatments. Gender, gender medicine that results in mastectomies for girls and penectomies for boys is a barbaric violation of ethics. Thank you for uh, Chris Rufo, who I guess is for campus reform, commenting on this nonsense. All right, let's keep going. Enough time on that. The Daily Fetched. This from The Daily Fetched. I told you we got a lot to do. New Zealand proposes tax on cow burps to fight climate change. So the big thing with the left in favor of climate change is that uh, cows and livestock fart too much, which is CO2 emissions, true story, and it's creating greenhouse gases that are creating climate change, destroying the uh, atmosphere and causing global warming. And this is the justification to, here it is, I'm telling you the, the, the truth of it, shut down farms and production because, listen, environmentalism is a mask and a pretense for a degrowth agenda to deconstruct society, civilization, particularly Western industrial civilization, and subjugate us under poverty and socialism. But they keep going with this pretense of stopping cow farts. New Zealand's government has proposed taxing cow burps along with other farm animal gases to, quote, tackle climate change. As a part of a plan to reset agricultural production, the Labor Administration claimed, led by Jacinda Ardern, claimed the, quote, farm levy, see, they make it sound nice, would be a world first, and farmers should be able to recoup the cost by simply charging more for their products, right? So we'll call it a farm levy, so it sounds nice. You're taxing farts. This is where we are on the left. These people, I'm sorry, they're idiots. I, it's, it's, we've hit a point of insanity. I told you that last week. The Western man has a personality disorder. Tax cow farts, call it a tax levy, and then your idea, you ignorant non-economists who have no concept of the market are like, well, just charge more for your products. Right, so that the cost of food can go up for all of your citizens your regular working class citizens who are just trying to make livelihood for the families. That's the solution. Raise prices. Guys, that's a degrowth agenda to empty people's 
empty people's savings and make them dependent on the government, shrink the economy and turn us into a, a, a third-rate socialist, miserable socialist republics. Standing behind a podium of bay hails at a North Island dairy farm, so you have to have the hay bales to, look, to, to make the scene look right, Ardern and three of her ministers unveiled the government's new plan. No other country in the world has yet developed a system for pr- pricing and reducing agricultural emissions, so our farmers are set to benefit from being first movers. We're the best, and our farmers are going to benefit because we're the first morons to tax flatulence. She's bragging, and I'm sorry. I have to say, it's a lady. A lot of times behind this insane leftist motion, you find weak men and out-of-control women. Cutting emissions will help New Zealand farmers to not only be the best in the world, but the best for the world. No, it's going to ruin your farmers. The farmers don't like this. Cow burps and emissions output. The plans including taxing methane emitted by livestock and nitrous oxide emitted by fertilizer. Fertilizer-rich urine, which supposedly contributes to around half of New Zealand's overall emissions output. So you're taxing farts, burps, and now urine. I didn't know that. Unsurprisingly, farmers condemn the proposal, making it much harder for farms to function. Ah, yeah, I know I'm reading a lot of this article, but are you kidding me? Uh, Unsurprisingly, yeah, no no kidding, Sherlock. Um, We don't want you taxing our farts. According to... Federated Farmers, the industry's leading lobby group, the tax would, quote, rip the guts out of small-town New Zealand, affecting food production, making beef and lamb consumption a more expensive option. Of course, let's keep going. Okay, this from PJ Media. Journalists called Child Protective Services on state Senate candidate for celebrating Columbus Day with her daughter. Yes, you read that right. A leftist journalist called Child Protective Services a Republican state Senate candidate and single mother because she teaches her daughter to celebrate Columbus Day. Incidentally, you'll find this out later, the single mom, Republican Senate candidate, is Hispanic and her daughter's black. Apparently, celebrating the man who made it possible for America to exist and for us to live here falls under the leftist definition of abuse. So abusive if you're celebrating Columbus Day. Um, award-winning, self-described award-winning journalist David Levitt called Child Protective Services on Republican Virginia State Senate candidate and single mom, Tina Ramirez, uh, because Ramirez tweeted, only women can be pregnant. Do I owe PayPal $2,500 now over that PayPal controversy? Levitt replied, why are you celebrating torture, rape, murder, and enslavement? And Ramirez, realizing that Levitt was referring to Columbus Day, tweeted, I teach my daughter real American history. I refuse to join the radical left's campaign to erase history. Levitt tweeted, can someone please call child care services on Tina Ramirez, who's teaching her child to be a racist? He then evidently decided that he couldn't wait for anyone else to report Ramirez because he began to post an extended tweet threat complaining about how long the wait was on Virginia's child abuse hotline. So... He called the child abuse hotline in Virginia because a mom is teaching her daughter about Columbus Day. Ramirez fired back. Mighty bold and liberal of you to lecture a Hispanic mother with a black daughter on racism. What's next? Are you going to lecture me on women's rights? Levitt sneered. Having a black child doesn't make you any less racist. Are you kidding me? These liberals are racist pigs. You can do this to a mom and her daughter when all you do is croon and crow about uh, the, the, the bad, poor treatment of minorities? 
That's the, that's the pretense for why you're against Columbus Day? And then you're shredding a single mom and her daughter for celebrating it? Journalists retweeted dozens of comments bashing Ramirez, slavery's American history. People said, I feel very sorry for your daughter. She will learn the truth one day and hate you for not helping her navigate racism. Uh, Ramirez tweeted, radical leftists didn't just call CPS, Child Protective Services, to level accusations against me. He waited an hour tying up the lines of CPS professionals really trying to help Virginia's children. And then the reporter Levitt whined on Twitter that he's being harassed by someone who's celebrating the torture, rape, and murder, and enslavement of indigenous peoples. I mean, this is outrageous. All right, we are running out of time. Do you know that the January 6th committee, this from Post Millennial, has subpoenaed President Trump to come in front of Congress? They voted unanimously. Trump has to come in front of Congress and explain why he tried to overturn American democracy by inciting a riot on January 6th. What is going on? How dare you subpoena a former president on spurious accusations with no evidence as a political hit piece? This is where we are. Also this, the Supreme Court denied, I forget where I saw this, might have been post-millennial again, has denied the request of Trump's legal team to appoint a special master to look over all the documents the FBI seized. Supreme Court just made no comment, let it go, and allowed a lower court's decision to stand that certain documents can be examined without a special master. Basically, Trump's legal team via the special master cannot look at the documents the FBI is looking at. So now, thank you, Supreme Court, which I thought was conservative. You can violate the Fourth Amendment, which prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures, go into people's houses, the Fourth Amendment, which protects us in our person, property, effects, and papers, from unreasonable searches and seizures, you can go in and molest a citizen and his property with no reason, confiscate it, and he has no recourse. Unbelievable. Also, this has been in the news. Mitch McConnell is funding a pro-impeachment Republican in Alaska, Lisa Murkowski, rather than the candidate that was endorsed by the GOP in Alaska, the conservative Trump MAGA candidate gets no support from the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell. Rather, he's funding the establishment pro-impeachment Lisa Murkowski, who's barely a Republican and does not have the party endorsement. And Mitt Romney, establishment rhino in Utah, will not endorse his own senatorial partner in Utah, Mike Lee, because he's a conservative. Let justice roll down like waters, American righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. The left's insane, and so are the Republicans, establishment who jump in with them. The Flamethrower Award this week goes to Minnesota medical students who swear to fight colonialism, racism, and avoid noting the gender of their patients when they give medical treatment. See you next week.